Hi folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Rutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when we're talking about spiritual growth, what we mean by that is growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, and then in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is pick up from where we left off previously pertaining to this whole aspect of the move of God that's taking place on planet Earth right now as we speak. That demonstration of God's kingdom that we as a people who are alive in the year 2023 have never seen anything like this previously. Now, many of us have seen a lot of amazing things that have taken place, things that God himself has done that are undeniable when it comes to the hand of God performing a miracle, a sign, a wonder, something that is undeniably the handiwork of God. I have them in my own life. Many of us have stories that are equivalent, if not greater than the ones that I have. Things that God is doing, we don't even have enough books to write all the things that are taking place as a result of the work that Jesus Christ accomplished when he defeated the powers of darkness by literally becoming a living sacrifice, a crucifixion that was perfect for the remission of our sins, was resurrected from the dead and is now risen to the right hand of God the Father and is soon coming back the powerful, wonderful, amazing Jesus Christ. And what we're going to be doing is maintaining that momentum in this particular podcast series that we're looking into now concerning focus. (laughs) That age-old thing of having focus. If we don't have a life that is focused, the old saying goes like this, if we don't know which road we're going to take to get someplace, any road will lead us there, right? If we don't know what it is that we really want, it seems as though anything can come our way and we move in that direction. Kind of like a jellyfish on the ocean. Whichever way the current goes, that's the way that we go. And that really is not living. That's just existing. That old same thing, but a different day. Living life as a result of being in a rut. Now, many of us have lived that way, and of and by itself, that's really not a wicked way to live. Of course not, man. 
In fact, for many of us, that's just what it is. It's a rut. It's not wicked. It's a rut. It might feel really raunchy, but it's a rut. And that rut can lead us to living a life that we settle for second best. We never really find ourselves pressing on to something that is bigger than we are because somehow we believe that we just aren't going to ever be able to be involved in something like that. Something somewhere in our life has gotten us to lose focus. Whatever that is. Now, for some, it's been a relationship, right? We start out in a relationship, and that relationship on the surface, or just because it's new, it is wonderful, <laughs> right? I mean, it's beautiful. You get along, you see things the same way, you enjoy similar things, you have things that are really, really, really complimentary, and then comes that one moment where something happens and things change. An argument happens. A real significant disagreement takes place and the ideal relationship takes on a different feeling to it. And the initial reaction is, uh-oh, something's wrong. Well, on one hand, that's true. On the other hand, it is absolutely nothing wrong. It's just something is inevitable to take place when it comes to things happening on planet Earth. Because, <laughs> no, no, no surprise, we live in an imperfect world. We live in what's called the already and the not yet. We live in a time where the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came on earth and declared very clearly, saying that the kingdom of heaven was being introduced by him and it was being made available, which was incredible news then. It still remains to be good news now. It is available. However, he also said that the violent apprehend it and they take it by force, meaning that there's a struggle that goes along with this whole aspect of life on planet Earth. There's a warfare going on. There's a tension going on. There's struggles that are happening in an unseen realm. We live in a dual reality. And the sooner that we understand that and really, really, really grasp that and see things according to that way of life, the better off we're going to be because without having that worldview, things happen in our life that throw us for a loop. Even when we have an understanding that we live in a combat zone between good and evil, between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, we literally live in a combat zone where the kingdom of God is already here, but it's not yet here in its fullness. So we experience tension. And with that tension can come disillusionment because like in that relationship, when that argument takes place, things get kind of thrown off. We lose focus. Maybe that relationship isn't all that good. Same type of thing takes place in our relationship with Jesus. We have this thing going on, like in the midst of this renewal 
Right now, there are times when we're going to experience wonderful surges of God's presence and his glory, hosting the glory of the Lord in such a strong and powerful way. And yet, how in the midst of that can there be opposition that would rattle our cage? Well, there is opposition that comes that will rattle our cage. And some of us have been experiencing that, myself included, recently. Over the course of the past month, in my own life personally, things have moved in a direction where I have experienced the presence of God and the power of his presence in such a wonderful way that it has caused me to just sit for hours in his glory. And there have also been times where I have had my finances literally torn to pieces. I have been rattled with a virus that has just weakened me to no living end. And I have seen things take place relationally where there have been conflicts going on all around me. Now, fortunately, my wife and I are getting along really well. But I see people all around me having difficulties and having issues developing that are absolutely difficult in the midst of this wonderful, wonderful renewal. And we have, all of us, at some point in time, we have the reality in front of us that that is going to be something that we're going to be experiencing. And what do we do about it? when we encounter that taking place. That's what we're going to be taking a look at in these up-and-coming podcast episodes because it's really important in the midst of renewal to maintain focus on Jesus. Not just focus on experiences, but focusing in on who this is all about. This is all about Jesus. Jesus being lifted high and exalted. Jesus being glorified. Jesus drawing us into deeper relationships with our Heavenly Father so that we can experience what it is like to be fathered. We need to be fathered, and the only way that we can experience that is by coming to Jesus, and He brings us to the Father so that we can grow in our relationship with Him. Because in that relationship, is the ultimate element of security. To know that we are in a place where nothing, where we know it, where we know it, that nothing, nothing can take us out from his hand, even when we get our bell rung, right? The excitement of a prize fighter having the just, adrenaline pumping through his veins the night before the prize fight, right? But all it takes is one punch from another fighter to really hit him hard to know that he's in a fight. Well, we can have all the excitement about being involved in the movement of God's spirit, but all it takes is one punch from our enemy that wakes us up and causes us to realize we are in a fight. As good as it is, it's going to be hard at times. And if we don't anticipate it being hard and know what to do about it when it gets hard, we have the potential within us 
of becoming weak and discouraged and we kind of throw up our hands and throw in the towel. No one is above doing that, myself included. However, if we make it a practice to encourage one another, literally, when we come together and we spend time together, we spend time encouraging one another. We take time and encourage one another in the Lord, meaning we pray together. And when we talk about someone else, if there's a problem, we pray about it. We don't dissect that problem over and over and over again so that we feel better about ourselves because someone else is having a bad time. We encourage one another because in the midst of this wonderful move of God, there are also going to be things that are going to come our way that are going to attempt to knock us off center and get us focused in on the wrong thing. And if we focus our attention on the wrong thing, what we behold, we become like. If we become bitter because of something that we hold on to, an experience within our own life that happened to us, that's painful, that rocked us when we weren't expecting it, if we hold on to that bitterness, we will become bitter. We will become obsessed with that thing that we hold on to. Whatever we hold on to, we become like. If we hold on to Jesus, if we embrace who he is, if we imitate who he is, if we follow him, if we give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit and have him reveal to us who Jesus is and allow the Spirit of God to make Jesus real, not just to us, but through us, powerful, powerful, powerful reality takes place when we fix our eyes on Jesus. In Philippians chapter 3, which I encourage you to meditate on the entire chapter, it's one of the most potent chapters in all the New Testament. In Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul talks about setting aside things that were in the past and pressing on to the upward calling that's found in Christ, fixing his eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. Fixing his eyes on Jesus. Now, this is a person that had some credentials. He had some real solid credentials where he could boast about some of his previous accomplishments. If he chose to, and if he held on to them. You see, what we hold on to is important. Now, that's probably the 10th time that I've said that, so we'll make it an even 11. <laughs> it's important what we focus on, what we give our attention to, what we hold on to. What is it that you're holding on to? Are you holding on to the past? Are you holding on to a past accomplishment? Are you holding on to a past experience? Are you holding on to the present? Are you holding on to a present hurt? Are you holding on to a present problem? Are you holding on to the future? Are you holding on to the future worries that what isn't going to be taking place? Are you holding on to the future in a way that is romanticizing? overstating the positive, 
are we holding on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith? Now, he himself is beyond our ability to express. Jesus in his glorified self, Jesus portraying what it is like for us in the future, our future lifestyle to be like him goes beyond measure. But here we are living in the here and now, and we contend with things. As good as they are going to get, we're still going to contend with things. And it's what we do in the midst of us contending with things that is going to matter. Not just to us, but to the people around us. Our relationship with God and our relationships with one another are the key elements to us maintaining focus in the midst of what's taking place. And there are so many good things that are happening right now that it is easy also to get caught up in focusing on just the good stuff, getting damaged by the things. And as wonderful as the opportunities are, and I would encourage everyone to just revel in the goodness of God as much as you possibly can, but also be mindful of the fact that there is an enemy that prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and he still throws at us fiery arrows that look to put us out of the game, put us out of the race, knock us out, take us out. If they can't stop us, well then knock us out. But praise God, we are a people that are called to be united. Because when we are united, the strength of that unity is so potent, we are able to extinguish by faith the fiery darts, the arrows that the enemy throws our way. The things that come at us, because we love each other and we can encourage each other, we can help one another in the midst of things. Instead of tearing each other down when there's trouble going on, instead of blaming each other for the problems, we can actually look at each other and find solutions together. Wisdom, corporate wisdom, corporate knowledge, corporate healing. We as a body coming together, functioning as a body, have the solutions provided to us by the Holy Spirit. And when we collectively use those things, God is glorified, we are helped, and the kingdom of God moves forward. Praise God. However, one of the key elements to it is us having focus. Sickness is meant to throw us off so we don't maintain our focus. Jealousy is meant to throw us off so we don't maintain our focus. Envy, pride, lust, things of that nature are meant to throw us off so that we don't maintain our focus on Jesus. Because when we focus our eyes on the prize and we press forward, things happen that are supernatural and lives are impacted and touched and God is glorified. And we live in a place where we are fulfilling our highest purpose, and that is to worship him and obey. Praise God. So, for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking in on specifically the book of Nehemiah. And we're going to be taking some excerpts out from the book of Philippians, 
but primarily out of the book of Nehemiah. So I would encourage you to dive into the book of Nehemiah and get really acquainted with it because we are going to be going in. It's one of my favorite books in all of the Bible. And when we're done with the book of Nehemiah, we're going to loop back around and we're going to complete the Beatitudes of Jesus. And from that element, we're going to re-examine things and see where we're going to go next. But in the meantime, it feels really good to give a good report pertaining to the things that are taking place in Kenya. Folks, while I've been praying, I see this wonderful fire of God growing throughout the nation of Kenya. And Kenya is going to be used by God as a real beacon in the days to come. Kenya, Kenya, a place that is not necessarily known for its great massive spiritual awakenings, is going to be known as one of the centers on planet Earth where the Lord is being glorified and people are hosting the glory of the Lord all over the nation. So I want to invite you to continue to join with me and Pastor Moses Ansongo and his crew of people in Kenya, along with a host of others we are getting to know and just so encouraged and excited to be part of what's going on there. I want to say God bless all of you who are listening, and it is our joy to serve you in this whole aspect of seeing God's kingdom come and his will being done in earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the work of your spirit, really. God, for giving us the energy, for giving us the capacity to do things, even when we don't feel like it. Because you've shown us that feelings are not permanent, they change. And Lord, where there have been feelings that have gone contrary to your purposes, I ask that you'd bring our feelings back into alignment. You bring our thoughts back into alignment with your kingdom, that we would be people that would be focused in on Jesus so that our hearts would be set correct and not in a place of turmoil and tension and strife, confusion. Lord, bring us into a place of clarity and of peace, of true shalom. We declare the shalom of the Lord, shalom in the home, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase letters, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.